This podcast contains explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. The best insults are the ones that start with the letter D. Like dingus, doofus, dork. Dork is such a good insult. Yeah, dick. You know? Dumbass. Dumbass. Troglodyte. No, no. Dunderhead. Yeah, Doug. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Thundercast. My name is Lucas. My name is Christian. And I'm Liam. Here with another podcast that just talks about movies. Today we are sponsored by Disney, because they own everything and us now. Oh, wait, that's our lawsuit alert. So, yeah, I feel I feel like, uh, do you hear that? You hear the sirens. Uh, yeah. Oh, but they man. sound they sound like, uh, they sound like, and we are coming to you live from, once again, Iron Man's Tool Show. Yeah, it's weird. Half the shit is gone. Yeah, that's the weirdest yeah. thing. And there's, uh, there's a lot of spider webs in here now. Uh, I think I see what looks like an anniversary gift. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so today we're going to be talking about uh, uh, a little movie. It's really small. It's a small little yeah. indie production. Uh, it just, it's just—it's kind of gone under the radar. It's called the Avengers... Um, Game Man. Game Ender. Yeah. 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 Ender Game. Yeah. yeah. Ender. <laughs> Avengers Enderman. Yeah. yeah. Yes, right. Yes, uh, it's a Minecraft movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, but no, we're talking about Endgame today. Uh, just a fair warning, we will have some uh, spoilers on this one. Uh, so if you have not seen Endgame, then fuck you. What have you been doing with uh, the past uh, couple weeks? Give Disney your money. Yeah, give them some more money, you know? Uh, more if they want to conquer the world. That's right. Well, they've already conquered like, We must. We everything. must ensure that the next world war is fought, be- fought between Amazon and Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Bez... What's his name? Benzo? Bezos. Jeff... Jeff... Benadryl. Uh, yes, Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeff, uh, Jeff Benadryl and uh, Kevin Feige. <laughs> Bob Iger, technically. Bob Iger. But Kevin Feige is going to be the head general. Head general, yeah. Him and like, Kathleen Kennedy. I'll ride in on the back of a mouse. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I have a feeling Kathleen Kennedy is going to be excommunicado before we even get going. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so it's been a little while since we've, uh, we've jumped on board here on the on the podcast. Uh, so, I mean, I, I can tell you right now, I've seen quite a few things since uh, the last time we recorded. I'm just looking at my notes here. I'm an idiot. I, think I, might have it. I did, I did delete it. Oh, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> Oops, I found it, though. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's just hammer off the things that we've seen, and then we'll jump right into Endgame. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sounds good. Go first, Liam. Liam, sure. Liam never goes first. <laughs> Except for in the bedroom. <laughs> I guess that's why I can't get a date. <laughs> no, I can think of a million other reasons why you can't get a date. <laughs> oh, um, man. We suddenly got real mean. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really get to see any movies outside of, well, Endgame, which I saw twice. Um, but I've mainly ju- I wa- have been watching a decent amount of television, more so than usual. Um, I watched a uh, an anime called Black Lagoon. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of fun. Is that where your gr- girlfriend, ex-girlfriend's from? Fuck! <laughs> Shit. I, it stumbled out. I, I yeah. fell through that joke. Stumbled she's, not from a, she's not from the Black Lagoon. She's from, like, fucking Mordor or something. <laughs> um, I would be curious if she was a listener, you know? If, if, if either of our exes were listening to the show and just how they... Actually, they probably wouldn't be, to be fully honest with you. <laughs> They'd probably I try mean, and like I mean, scour the internet for I everything know, about us and just delete it. 
Well, I mean, I know your ex was a Lannister, so I don't. Um, I don't get the joke. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Black Lagoon, uh, pretty decent. I mean, like uh, it's not like some other animes I've seen where there are like a lot of deeper themes and uh, and like more underlying ideas. Uh, the show essentially just follows a uh, was it like a white collar office monkey who uh, gets involved with uh, a group of mercenaries in the, in the high seas of China. And uh, they like operate on an island that's completely, that's like literally completely run by cri- <laughs> by criminals and uh, and just other mercenaries. Yeah, right on, right on. It just kind of follows their adventures. Like there's one where they have to go up against a ship that's run by like a new Third Reich. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, one where like uh, there's like this crazy like evil maid who's also like a bounty hunter. Um, but again, like it was just kind of fun. I uh, was it en- an enjoyable watch. I also. Uh, a lot of why I kind of fell on this kick is because I remember a few episodes ago I was saying that, like, a lot of a problem I run into with mainstream television in the West is that I don't like a lot of what's on, so why not just go watch stuff from the uh, from other countries? Yeah, there's not enough tentacles and yeah. big boobies in there. No, to be honest, I actually, I think what I came, I came down to a better conclusion, which is that there is not enough variety in adult animation. Hmm. Everything is, like, super, super meta, or, like, it has a main character who's an alcoholic... And, like, has some really kind of surreal, but not really surreal kind of things. And the other thing I watched was a show that I remember my cousin showing me when I was a kid. It was called, it was uh, uh, called Eon Flux. Yeah. So I've kind of been watching that. It was back in the 90s, MTV used to have, like, this anthology animation show to showcase uh, other independent animations. So, like, uh, two shows of note really got picked up out of it. Uh, one was Beavis and Butthead, and the other was Eon Flux. Yeah, the first episode, that was be- uh, Frog Baseball, right? Was it? Uh, yes. That yeah. uh, premiered on Liquid Television. Right. And Eon Flux started off as, like, a number of, like, just silent shorts. Um, and then it kind of became its own show. And it's, like, this really... I'm not sure if I like it or if it's good, but it's, like, really cool, weird, and experimental that it's kind of <laughs> hard not to look away. It's like the first time you put your finger up your butt, like, right? <laughs> to a point where, like, uh, it almost has, like, full, it has this weird continuity where, like, it does deal with, like, some more advanced themes and, like, of morality and authority versus uh, freedom. Um, but there's also has this weird thing where, like, at the end of one episode, like, Aeon Flux will, like, die or something. If it the next one, it's just right back into a regular continuity. Mm, weird. Hmm. So, like, it doesn't really have much of a continuity, but there's also, like, stuff referenced in other episodes. I I don't know. It's, again, it was, I, if you really want to see something just really weird and, like, coolly animated, I'd recommend checking it out, but you're either into it or you're not. <laughs> they made that really <laughs> shitty movie with uh, Charlize Theron, right? Oh, uh, yeah, no, yeah. it's, uh, the creator of Aeon Flux hates it. Oh, um, wow. The whole cast hates it. Um, I also learned that the guy who created the show, uh, Peter Chung, uh, outside of being an animator on Rugrats, um, he was, um, he did the, uh, was what a it? weird transition. Um, there <laughs> was this... Babies and then fucking space robots. No, uh, Aeon Flux and space robots, it's like, uh, what is, uh, Dominatrix Assassin, Dominatrix Assassin Lady. Uh, yes, ah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, there's a lot of natural of... Prog- Natural progression. Um, but he also did the, uh, animated cool. short for, uh, it was a 30 minute, uh, animated short to Riddick. Mm. Um, that I haven't seen, but I've heard good things about. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've watched. What about you, Christian? Fucking boring, Liam. <laughs> We've been off the air for three weeks, and you've seen two things. Ah, uh, it takes a while to watch through television. I guess. And, and I guess. usually have a lot of episodes. That's true. That's uh, why it's lame. Black, 
I mean, Black Lagoon only has like 25, I think, so I'd watch oh, like two I was trying to def- I was trying to defend you, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> here I am, being the fucking asshole. Like I'm you. pulling you out of the hole, and you're like, no, and you jump back in. Yeah, I mean, it's better than. <laughs> and I'm like here this. with the shovel putting the dirt yeah. on top. I mean, of at least I'm watching new things as opposed to just going back and watching Rick and Morty a million times I, over. I haven't watched Rick and Morty in well over a year. <laughs> and fake Well price for over it. a year. No, you see, you keep going back to the well with those dumbass jokes about Rick and Morty. Move past it, Liam. Move past it. Fuck. Um, anyway. Liam just has this big shit-eating grin on his face right yeah. now for the listeners who can't see yeah, it. He's covered <laughs> in <laughs> such a troll. I'm fucking dweeb. <laughs> you know, uh, before I jump into this, uh, a couple weeks ago, well, I guess a couple months ago, uh, Liam and I went up to uh, Edmonton, uh, mm-hmm. and on the car ride there, we discovered that the best insults are the ones that start with the letter D. Like dingus, doofus, hmm. dork. Dork is such a good insult. It is. It's a yeah. good word. Dick. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Dumbass. Dumbass. Yeah. Um, Man, troglodyte. No, no. Right. D- Dunderhead. <laughs> yeah, Doug. <laughs> Dunkoff. Douche canoe. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, dummy. Uh, Daryl. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, I went. I went. Uh, I, w- I flew out to Toronto uh, last week. Uh, I went to go see some uh, some baseball games and uh, a concert. Fucking uh, nerd. Yeah, fuck. Fuck baseball. <laughs> <laughs> fuck anime. Fuck baseball. Fuck this podcast. No. Uh, but I on the airplane. Whenever I'm on an airplane, I like watching really bad movies. Mm-hmm. It's just a, I don't know what it is. It's just like if there's any way to eat up a lot of time. It's to watch a really shitty movie. So I watched uh, The House with uh, oh, Amy Poehler and Will Ferrell and uh, Jason Jason McMangatukas. I don't know. He's the, he's the guy with the curly hair who's in everything. Yeah, like uh, Derek in The Good Place. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, anyway, so the the premise of the movie is that Amy Poehler and uh, Will Ferrell have a kid that's going off to college. And they cannot afford to pay for her to go, so they create an illegal um, casino. Huh. And oh no, it's fucking awful. Hmm. It's terrible. Also, I watched <laughs> it on an airplane, which mm-hmm. meant that a lot of it was censored. So like, oh, good. when they'd say like "motherfucker," they'd be like, like you know, you silly dog. You know, <laughs> I had the same thing when uh, I was going to England and I was watching the nice guys on a plane. There's this scene of the actual movie where a kid, uh, where this kid asks, uh, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe, he's like, hey, you want to see my dick? And it, on the thing, it's like, just changed to my ding. I don't you want to see my ding? Fucking Die Hard 2, you became Mr. Falcon. <laughs> Mother clucker. I've had it with these monkey fun snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. Yeah. Uh, and then, a weirder part of this, though, was that when I was flying back, so I watched that on my way out uh, uh, to Toronto on my way back home. I watched uh, The Hangover Part Two mm-hmm. uh, and Due Date, so I had a Zach Galifianakis uh, double oh, yeah. feature. Um, Hangover Two, Liam hates it, but I think it, I had a fine time. Oh, yeah. There's just something about a monkey eating or biting on a water bottle that's supposed to be a monk's penis that just, you know, as Alan says it in the movie or Zach Galifianakis, that's just funny in any language. <laughs> like I don't, I don't care what you say. 
Um, and in, sorry, keep in mind, I also don't like the first Hangover that much. It's true. I mean, I think it's kind of funny, but I think it's one of the most overrated comedies I've ever seen. Yeah, and in in later years, totally. And I mean, uh, at the time, it was definitely kind of uh, impactful. To I mean, comedy. My, but. but even then, my opinion hasn't changed, which is that I liked it better when I was twelve, and it was called "Dude, Where's My Car?" Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I watched. Yeah, I watched Hangover two, and I had a good time. I thought it was funny, even though I, to be fair, I was uh, pretty pretty messed up on that airplane <laughs> i wasn't drunk or anything i just hadn't slept for like like six hours oh, yeah. uh i had only gotten like four hours of sleep the night before uh but then i watched due date with robert dunny jr and zach galifianakis and that movie's just fucking really bad like honestly <laughs> made me mad because it's oh, really yeah. mean-spirited mm. and like robert dunny jr plays this really unlikable character i think i actually watched that on a plane as well yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't remember it wouldn't be surprised yeah <laughs> yeah but the the weirder part about that was that the house was censored Mm-hmm. The other two, Hangover Two and, and Due Date, not censored. Oh. So I was just like, why can't I watch this one movie that has more curse words, and yet, or sorry, I can watch this one movie that has significantly more mature content? Yeah. And then I can't watch uh, Will Ferrell uh, like say the f word. The other thing too, in the house, in the edited version that I watched, um, they were they weren't allowed to curse. There was no mm-hmm. swear words, but they show Will Ferrell cut a guy's arm off with an axe. <laughs> And there's just blood everywhere and shit. And, like, it just, it just didn't make any Western sense. Western culture. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Um, and then I also watched uh, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and I did Vile. Too. I did, too. Yeah. I've, heard, yeah. I've heard it good things, or decent things, at least. It's not doing so hot critically, but no. I enjoyed it. Like, I thought it was okay. I mean... I, didn't, I honestly didn't think it was that bad. I thought they did a lot to really show how much of a monster Ted Bundy was mm-hmm. without really showing how much of a monster yeah, he was. Yeah, there's not really any violent scenes in it. Right. It's more just an exploration of uh, his relationship with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And I think it would have been a lot better if it wasn't about Ted Bundy. If it followed her more? No, no, if it was about a fictionalized serial killer. Because like, they, they they really played up the, oh, did he do it, did he do it kind of thing. And right. It's like, he's Ted Bundy. Yeah, we he confessed he to 30 it. murders. <laughs> yeah, like, we, we know he did it. But if it was about a fictionalized uh, serial killer, if we didn't actually know if he did it, and then the reveal at the end, right. it would oh. be a lot more powerful. I yeah, think. I, I, without that one, I don't think we'll spoil too much, but yeah. that, that reveal at the end with the glass yeah, yeah, yeah. was haunting. Yeah. I was I was honestly... Like, and also, Zac Efron in that movie is so good. I've He's been told in, he impeccable. gets pretty close. Yeah, yeah like it's, the, it's wild. The scary, like he, he has that, what I kind of think of as like this, a salesman vibe. He's like outwardly charismatic and... And like good looking, charming, and everything, but also just a little bit creepy. Mm-hmm. Just like he hit that like note. He was just a little bit off putting, but not really off putting. Yeah, just enough, especially yeah. in that, those first couple scenes when mm-hmm. he first meets her. I, I don't remember what her name was, uh, but when he first starts uh, hanging out with his girlfriend there, just like when he puts the quarter down, he's like, yeah. better make it a good one. And yeah. just like how he like makes breakfast for her the day after, mm-hmm. and like how they don't sleep together, but they sleep in the same bed, fully clothed, like. Just like sociopathic, fucked up psychopath shit. Yeah, like, but, like, but also it can be read differently in like her situation. Exactly, exactly. When you watch it as a, as an out like uh, as an outsider, you're like, oh man, he's gonna fucking chop your head off. Yeah, right. But uh, 
as if you were in that situation, I think you would feel a lot different. Yeah, when yeah. I was in high school and I saw a High School Musical, never in my life did I think I would say that Zac Efron gave like an award-worthy performance. But especially as, as Ted Bundy. As Ted Bundy. <laughs> Ever since Neighbors came along, uh, that's kind of what proved to me that Zac Efron can be really funny and really charming. Yeah, yeah he's, but then he's a good actor. But then after uh, Neighbors comes out, uh, what is it? Dirty Grandpa, and then my, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. <laughs> Baywatch. Like, Baywatch. Like the guy. I mean. I mean, he's got to make money too. But it's like, true. That's true. Yeah. yeah. No, he's when he when he when he gives it his all. He's a very good actor. Yeah, totally. Um, I think, go on. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I'm done. Oh, you're done. Yeah, all yeah. right. So yeah, I saw. Uh, watch, watch. Like, Shockingly uh, wicked, evil, and violent, which we just talked about. Needs a better title. Uh, yeah. Oh man, I I don't like the title. I don't <laughs> no, like the bad. and vile. It's like it was like yeah, a last. minute The thing minute is, thing. it's not it's not called shockingly wicked, evil, and vile. There's another ad adverb before wicked. It's is there? something wicked, uh, shockingly evil and vile. It's a really fucking weird. It's a quote from is one it, of his trials. Yeah, is it not shockingly it's, evil? I don't, I don't know what it is, but there's two adverbs in there. Yeah, because it's shockingly evil. Uh, no, shockingly wicked. Fuck it, whatever. Yeah, the I Ted Bundy movie. Yeah, the, the Zac Efron Ted Bundy movie. Is yeah, it I, it's a bad title. Needs a better title. Yeah, <laughs> is it bad? But as a kid, I had a teddy bear named Bundy. <laughs> Nope. Get out. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> Ted, teddy bear named Bundy. Yeah. Ted yeah. Bundy. Liam's a serial killer. Put him in fact. All right. Uh, I also watched uh, the first season of a TV show called Nightfall. On oh History. yeah. I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah it's it's uh, sort of like uh, what I really like about it is the very first like couple seconds of it because <laughs> you know it's it's like a historical drama, but instead of saying at the beginning based on a true story, it says uh, this is a fictionalized account of a matter of a like a historical uh, event hmm. so it's it like lays it out it's like this is fictionalized this isn't this is like lightly based on historical events and historical like figures but don't take it as a true story which i really appreciate that's about awesome it. that's cool and uh, it's it's got it's like about the knights templar in france after the fall uh after uh in like the 1300s after uh not Jerusalem fell, but it was some other city down there. It was, our, it was our last stronghold down there in the Middle East, but it fell. And they're back in France trying to recuperate and stuff. They're just basically collecting money and tariffs and rent and stuff. And uh, there's some courtly intrigue going on. Someone knows where the Holy Grail is, so they're trying to find the Holy Grail. That's kind of the whole point of the show. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know if it's written very well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's interesting. The performances performances are solid, and I'm I'm a sucker for medieval like political intrigue. So that's yeah. kind of what uh, brought me into it. Are there any characters in this show named Mike or Jack? No, <laughs> no, fortunately not. <laughs> <laughs> or no, what about any Pauls or? Uh... No, they, they do are. any Beatles show up? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh. Does Ed no. Sheeran appear? All right, no. All right, okay. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> like there are some, but like there are some glaring historical inaccuracies. Like Princess Isabella at uh, in the year the uh, show takes place has already been married off and is living in England, and uh, the Queen of France was dead at the time, and is like it's uh, gobbledygooked and like put mashed together in different timelines and whatnot. But it states that at the beginning, so it's fine. <laughs> right, on, right, on, right. On. I've been uh, keeping up. More or less with Game of Thrones and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we were we were talking before the before yeah. the podcast. It's it's uh, it's the the quality of the writing has been deteriorating for a couple seasons, 
and it has just kind of... I haven't seen episode five yet, but so far it's it's getting pretty close to rock bottom. I know. It's getting like, pretty bad. Last night... Uh, oh, I, haven't seen the, I haven't seen episode yeah, no, five. I, I don't know any spoilers. Recently. All I know is that a lot of people on my Facebook are talking about, quote, rage quitting and getting yeah. super pissed There's one off. more episode. I'm yeah, just like, I'm power down. through. Yeah, power through. But... <sighs> I don't want to talk. It's it's bad. It's <laughs> it's like completely. If it, if it was, it's gotten to be like just a dumb stereotypical fantasy show. Right. Whereas right. Game of Thrones was originally like like I said like a courtly intrigue, slow burn, methodical uh, type of show. Now it's just big dumb fantasy, swords and dragons and yeah. Can you? But at the same time, can you really not? Did you really not expect it to eventually reach that point? Right? Uh, where, yes. Where and like no. in the same way where like the Lord of the Rings, the first three are pretty much in the same sort of realm. And then The Hobbit, they're just like, but dragons. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's because The Hobbit was based on a kid's novel. True, but <laughs> at the same time, the, the kid's novel did have a lot of depth to it, a lot more than what the movies offer. Well, yeah, I, I, I kind of, and to, like, even the books, uh, people are, a lot of people are saying, it's like, oh, the show's going downhill because uh, because they're not, they ran out of books to base it on, and they don't have George R. R. Martin's sacred text right, anymore. Right. And uh, the books have been going downhill, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Feast for Crows was very difficult to get through. Dance of Dragons was a little bit better, but just because it had more characters I liked. And uh, Winds of Winter is never going to be released, so, you know, there's that. You think so? You don't think it'll ever come out? <laughs> I don't think it, he's going to finish the series. You think he's uh, going to die? I, I just think he's never going to do it. He's just going <laughs> like, to always, he, 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 always he wrote, put it off? He recently released a 700-page book about the history of the Targaryens instead of finishing his fucking book series. What a nerd. So, uh, yeah, he's not going to finish his book series. He, I, 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 I feel like he writes that. fan fiction for his own fucking series. <laughs> yeah, no, Vers, yeah, basically. Uh, Vers but actually, he hates fan fiction. There's actually this episode of uh, South Park where uh, Vers satirizes Game of Thrones and their depiction of uh, George R. R. Martin is probably how I imagined him. Like, they go to try and figure out what's going on. He's just super meandering, and he's like, it's like, I do see members of this one penis, and members of uh, this other one. And, yeah, like, it's much. just, and he, I think Honest Trailers put Game of Thrones best, uh, describe Game of Thrones best when it's, uh, was it part uh, Lord of the Rings fan fiction, part, uh, part medieval porno, and part Dungeon Master's Guide? <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't see that at all. I don't. But, uh, I don't watch it, so I got. No, I'm just laughing at the at the uh, comparisons. Yeah, I, I got yeah. no fucking point of reference. Yeah, I, I don't. Well, the the last couple seasons, yes. Because <laughs> yeah, I remember first four or five seasons, uh, very much not at all like that. You can't really run a D and D campaign with that much political intrigue. My my knowledge was... of Game of Thrones is I've seen a guy's head get crushed with some dude's bare hands. Mm-hmm. I've seen a penis get cut off. Um, you never actually see a penis get cut off. I I saw. The reaction of a penis yeah, yeah, getting cut off, <laughs> uh, and then there's that 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 uh, little person from uh, Elf, mm-hmm. right? What's, Tyrion. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Uh, Peter Dinklage. Right, right, right. X Men dude. Yeah. Right? Uh, Is it, I don't know. Yeah, what he else has been? Yeah, um, he was, sorry. Yeah, here, he's I, in Narnia, here I am being yeah. the here I am being the fucking asshole. He's, <laughs> in, he's in Narnia. Yeah, he plays a dwarf in Narnia. Yeah, in mm-hmm. one of them, and uh, the, the second Caspian, one. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like I've always thought that with. Uh, like, I was watching Game of Thrones from about season one to season five, mm-hmm. but I just kind of fell out of it. And I honestly thought that seasons, like, two and two to four were just, like, prime good television. Oh, yeah, I agree. And, like, I've been defending... I Like, I've been... Season six and season seven specifically is where the writing really started to drop off. Yeah. Uh, and I was I still really enjoyed it because I liked the characters and everything. So I was still defending it. I'm like, yeah, it's getting worse and it's kind of a different show, but it's still fun. And then this season, the first two episodes, I was like, oh, yeah, that was pretty solid. Then episode three and four, I'm like, oh, this is this is not a show I like anymore. Yeah. This is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, my girlfriend was watching it last night with her brother, and I 
was like I was on my computer watching YouTube videos because I don't watch the show, so yeah. I, I you wouldn't know what's going on. I would have no clue, so I just was like, um, I was legally downloading other TV shows. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Last Man on Earth season four. Which, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Whatever. I'm not gonna admit to what I <laughs> to what I pirated on this fucking podcast. But uh, no, I looked over a couple times and I had no goddamn clue what was happening. Yeah. Even as like a non fan, every once in a while I'd take my headphones off and try and follow along what was what was going on. Yeah, and like some of the some of the writing, like that dialogue was just like yeah, not very bad. good. Like in the last in the last episode, in episode four, there's a star cup. There's there's a uh, latte. In like I a saw, modern cup they did the fix table. it they took it out yeah I know this was very funny yeah I know yeah <laughs> um, but but from my knowledge because I, I tried to watch the series I, like mm-hmm. I, I watched the first two episodes I believe um, from season one obviously and it was just like way too dense way mm-hmm. like for me to really follow along with all the characters and you guys know I'm not a big fan of, of like, yeah like medieval medieval stuff period pieces whatever mm-hmm. um, but I felt like the writing was like a lot more rich and like, oh, yeah. of like a lot more like you know when people were saying something there was there was a lot going on mm-hmm. and then when I was watching last night it was just like don't kill me <laughs> basically, right. basically. Yeah, I don't know uh, um, yeah and then I also read uh, a book uh, called Handmaid's Tale by Margaret mm-hmm. Atwood yep mm-hmm. uh, it's terrifying are you, are you gonna watch the show <laughs> probably it's on Hulu so it's like only in the states so yeah. I'll have to find some other way to watch it yeah but uh, it's a really really is, is good is it not book. on Amazon Prime uh, it might be, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is an Amazon show. Okay, but, I have yeah. Amazon Prime. Let's um, see if I can check it out. But uh, the book is, uh, like I said, it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah, I have a copy Especially of it. considering some laws that have passed in the States recently. They're very similar. Oh, yeah. And like some laws that a certain fuckhead is trying to get passed yep. right now. Yep. Well, I mean, even via states, I'd argue are essentially an anarcho-capitalist, or is an anarcho-capitalist <laughs> land. More or less, more or less. You're not wrong. It's not yeah. far from feudalism. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, we're... <laughs> We're entering. We're entering a Blade Runner type world. We're entering a, a disturbing cyberpunk or snow crash type world. Yay! You mean snow piercer? Snow crash. I don't know what that. It's means. a book. No, I've never read it. By Neil Stevenson. Oh. Good book. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Might cool. check it out someday. But yeah, it's a real good book. Uh, it kind of ends a little bit weird. Like uh, the the story just kind of stops at a point, and then it goes into like a lecture from a, like from a historian in the world talking about like that period of history. Peculiar. And then, like, yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I, I liked it because I like listening to historians talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you listen to it or did you read it? I listened to it. Yeah, I yeah, to, yeah. On, on Audible, sponsor us, Audible. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, Audible, <laughs> Casper, uh, Dollar Shave Club, yeah, uh, yeah. Blue uh, Apron, Blue Apron. Yeah, I'm also kind of a sucker for like the downer ending or the ending where like not everything gets fixed or resolved. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know. It, I don't want to spoil anything. It ends on a certain point that is kind of hopeful. And then it goes to a historian talking about, and they're like, "Yeah, so what? So what happened after?" Because like the story is, uh, the historians found these tapes hidden in a former safe house, basically, mm-hmm. and they listened to them. That, that's the story of the novel. I had no, cl- I, th- I totally oh, yeah. thought it was like something completely different. Oh. Mm. Oh. But they listened to those tapes, and then uh, basically they're like, "Yeah, this might be a forgery. We don't think it is." And they go list through the reasons why they think it's not a forgery, and like, "But it could be." And someone asks a question like, "So what happened to her?" And like, "Oh, we don't know." We don't know. We lost track of her. We don't know. Huh. And, like, that's kind of how, like, this is hour-long uh, this lecture from a historian about that fictional period of history. And it's kind of great. I love it. Um, how, how do you feel about Margaret Atwood's writing? Uh, it's it, it's pretty strong. It's not like uh, 
it's not like overly fancy. It's like effective to the point. Right. I think it's pretty strong writing. Because a lot of people are not a big fan of how she writes stuff. Oh yeah. And like a lot of her politics and stuff, a lot of people are not a big fan. Mm, of. I don't know anything about her politics. Yeah, I mean she's she, you know Canadian writer, so yeah. like people don't like Canada. So. <laughs> um, and, it, although like my my favorite author is, is Douglas Copeland. Uh, okay. Um, he's written my favorite book of all time is uh, Generation X: uh, Tales from an Accelerated Youth. Um, you'd hate it, but, uh, no, I really enjoyed it, but they, they get compared a lot, like, mm-hmm. with their writing styles, where, like you said, it is very, like, to the point, like, it's yeah. just like, I'm gonna tell you the story, and this is how it goes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, uh, I just, uh, but there are a lot of authors whose writing I really enjoy listening to, but not reading. Hmm, fair, Like, yeah. and some I really love reading, but not listening to. Like, I really love reading, like, Patrick Rothfuss and, like, Brandon Sanderson, but when I listen to their books, it's kind of meandering, it feels kind of meandering all over the place, but, like, an author like Stephen King, I have trouble reading, but I like listening to his books. That's totally fair. Stephen King, and a lot of, some writers have a thing where, like, I think Stephen King does a great job at writing his stories, Mm -hmm. and, like, the way he tells them, it's just the stories he tells, I think... For the most part, we're kind yeah, of yeah. We we know your <laughs> your standpoint on Stephen um, King, but I mean, what I was gonna say about like The Handmaid's Tale and whatnot, that was a point. That was still when books weren't too fucking long all the time. Yeah, it's like, pretty I, long though, as far it, as The I Handmaid's Tale is only like three hundred or so. Well, the pages. the audiobook is about fifteen hours long, which is pretty average. Is it? Okay, yeah, I've, I've listened to audiobooks that are like literally sixty hours long. Who so. narrated it? Uh, I actually Claire Danes, I think. Really? really? Yeah. Oh, of all people, yeah. huh? There, there were other, a couple others smattered in as like some well, someone else like introduced the chapters and then the historian at the end was a, a dude, so it wasn't Claire Danes. I don't know who it was. Yeah, yeah. But for the the narration of the main character, uh, Alfred uh, is all Claire Danes. Oh, huh. I was like, I was gonna say that like on the whole thing of it only being like you said like a fifteen hour listen. Mm-hmm. Like I've gone off on rants to a number of people, but I think that have big... been fifteen hours long. That <laughs> <laughs> I think. Uh, that, uh, I, I once took a bus ride four years ago actually four years ago i once took a bus ride with liam from calgary to seattle and it felt like a 24-hour lecture from liam about books and hamburgers uh but, uh, but like what i was saying is that like i think a big part of why people aren't reading right now or not as many people are reading books right now is because books are too damn long right now even like genre especially genre especially fiction. fantasy book I, I i am a big fan of fantasy novels like especially long fantasy novels i have read uh the like uh brandon sanders stormlight archive series each book is more each book's like 11 to 1300 pages holy moly i personally love that i can totally understand why people are turned off well by that that, many that, pages. and that's why that's why things like audible please sponsor us um are, are such a wonderful um resource for people mm-hmm. right i mean i i've used audible a number of times to listen to i mean i usually i usually listen to like um like uh, uh not philosophy uh like physics books and stuff like that okay because i just i just find like the concept really really entertaining um and just like learning more about just like the universe and that sort of thing but on that note like there there are books on there that i have listened to in full you know like D- david foster wallace for example he's a, mm-hmm. he's a guy that like if you try and read his books it's it's kind of a drag but you listen and t- listen to him and a lot of the audiobooks are narrated by him okay um and it's him telling you his story and there's often times in the middle of it he'll be like yeah that paragraph was bullshit. <laughs> and then he'll kind of just keep going <laughs> and just keep carrying on or whatever. Awesome. But but I do really appreciate like the, the fact that more people are listening to audiobooks because it is a form of reading in, 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 oh, in yeah. a way, right? Like my brother, for example, he's not he's not a reader. He can't read books. Like yeah. he, he just, he, His focus, his attention is not in that way. 
but he listens to so many podcasts and so many mm-hmm. audiobooks. Yeah, my, my younger brother is the same way with uh, with audiobooks. Like he he would not read a book like to save his life. And now like the big one of the main things we talk about is fantasy novels because he listens to so many of them. Nice, yeah. It's hilarious. That's I mean, really and cool. I'll, a lot of it is that sometimes I just have trouble finding the time to really sit down and do it. Yeah. So like I'll like exactly. go for a hike or something and I'll download an audiobook so that way I'm actually also doing something while yeah. I'm while I'm listening. Yeah. And it's I love listening to audiobooks like in the car or podcasts in yeah. the car. So like you're stuck in traffic, you're sitting there, the time is completely wasted, or you can listen to something. It's well, nice. I watched you roll up. Yeah. And then you sat in your car for like two minutes. And I yeah. assumed you were finishing off a chapter or something <laughs> like that. I was like I was listening to a musical, but Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh that's I think that's everything I all the media I ingested. Probably oh actually I watched Hitman's Bodyguard. I don't have much to say except it was uh competent and kind of boring. <laughs> Incompetent. Yeah, yeah, there was nothing really interesting going on. Everything was fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I might I don't want to watch it. Yeah. Really it's not like super interested. bad, but it's like, I'm going to forget about it tomorrow. Yeah. Only draw for me, and it would be the cast. Like, you've got Ryan yeah, Reynolds, that's why I watched it. Sam Jackson, Gary Oldman. Mm-hmm. You know you know what is a good thing to transition into before we talk about uh, Endgame is uh, the things that we're excited to see in the mm. next couple weeks here. Because mm. um, as, you know, childish as it is, uh, I'm going to go see Detective Pikachu on Friday. Nice. I'm gonna. My sister and my girlfriend and I were gonna go see uh, Detective Pikachu, and I'm fucking stoked. Nice. Like I've heard it's pretty okay. Yeah. I've heard it's totally fine. It's made a lot of money already. Yeah, I've heard it's really fucking weird. Yeah, but I don't care. Yeah. I'm no, totally I'm, I'm, that's why I'm. That's like it wasn't until I heard it was really fucking weird that I started to get interested in it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really stoked <laughs> on it. Liam and I, after work, hopefully next week, we're gonna go see uh, uh, John Wick Chapter Three. Nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. Because it comes out this weekend, right? Yeah. I, um, I want so bad to like the John Wick movies, but I just cannot get into them i yeah they're not really for like yeah every i, I say yeah. that about a lot of things but like I, I see them like i love keanu reeves i love the way they do the action but i just cannot like connect them in any way for whatever reason totally fair yeah reasonable uh and then the week after that godzilla godzilla oh yeah which if you yeah, have yeah. not seen the most recent trailer it is breathtaking okay like yeah, cool. i i know you're not particularly very keen on watching trailers necessarily right well i i, I check i try not to watch them if it's something that like i'm excited for right I'll, I'll watch like the first one and then kind of try to avoid the next couple yeah uh but if i'm not super interested in the movie i'll watch the trailers to see if i want to see it you should definitely watch the most recent one the trailer three for godzilla king mm-hmm. of monsters uh, king of monsters as yes well? it's it's breathtaking okay. I, I was uh, completely in awe and there's a lot of dumb shit in it, which is why I'm so excited for it, because it looks so <laughs> stupid. And then the the other one I'm really excited to see is Brightburn. Brightburn okay. looks pretty Brightburn. I haven't heard of that one, actually. That's uh, James Gunn wrote it. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, oh, no, 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 oh. he didn't write it. Sorry, he's producing it. Right. His brother wrote it. I, I actually believe, uh, yes, I did uh, hear about that one. I saw yeah. a trailer for it. It looked it's, interesting. Uh, it's the Superman origin story, but instead of being a good guy, he's evil. Yeah. And Fun. Then there's uh, the one that I know I'm not looking forward to. I know Christian's not. I have no idea what Lucas thinks, but uh, the Aladdin, uh, or as I call uh, it, it, I was at the embodiment of Will, of uh, making Will Smith as scary looking as possible. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I have no interest in any of the live action Disney movies. Me neither. Well, my, my girlfriend's gonna drive us to or drive Liam and I to go see uh, Chapter Three mm-hmm. uh, of John Wick, and she's gonna go watch Aladdin. And I was just like, Yeah, you fucking have fun. <laughs> uh, I was telling one of my friends about uh, like, cause outside of the fact that Will Smith as Vegeta looks fucking terrifying, mm-hmm. like about on the same level as Will Smith Fish. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which, by the way, is fucking disgusting. If you haven't seen that movie, Will Smith it's, it's been a long time since I saw Shark Tale. Um, but um, I remember I, w- I was talking with John Tasker about it. and uh, Friend of the show, John Tasker. Yeah. Um, and shout out, shout out. I told him about... Uh, uh, I was made a comment about uh, Will Smith as Vegeta. He's like, yeah, that's that's one thing. But he's like, what did they do to Jafar? Yeah. And, uh, was, oh, my God, yeah. He looks, like, he looks like a little boy. No, Jordan, <laughs> he honestly made me think of when he, uh, when he showed up. Remember in the first Transformers movie, that telemarketer guy, when, when uh, Josh Jamal is in the middle of a war and he's trying to get through to the Air Force? <laughs> Ever since that guy's like, oh, I'm sorry, attitude is not going to speed things up, and he just sounds so bored. I think that's the guy who plays the Jesus in uh, Big Lebowski, is it not? I don't know. Oh, well, if not, I look racist. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, are you, uh, anything else, aside from Star Wars, obviously? Yeah, uh... I don't actually know what's coming out. <laughs> I haven't been paying much attention lately. Yeah, I only really know what's coming out this month. No, I've 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 been playing so much D and D. I just don't know what's <laughs> happening with anything else. You're trapped in an imaginary world, yeah, basically than the real world. <laughs> yeah. On that note, uh, Thunder and Dragons coming. Uh, yeah. To, to <laughs> Someday, at, at some point in some point in the future. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, I'll, I'm gonna give you a rust eft. Rough estimate, estimate. Yeah. I'm gonna give you a rough rough estimate <laughs> of uh, sometime in the future. Uh, no, I don't no, think we okay. have. Okay. I think we might have mentioned it, mentioned it okay, at one but, uh, point. Should we should we talk? Should we tell the folks at home about it? Yes. So, right. um, like many many uh, three white dudes on the internet, uh, we <laughs> we are gonna start a uh, Dungeons and Dragons po- uh, podcast. Yeah. Which uh, uh, we, we I have a, a couple friends who do it as well. Um, it just seems like a really fun fun outlet. You yeah. Know? Um, so and I just yeah. want to make you two play D and D with me, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, ideally, we're 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 gonna bring on a, a, another person. I think I think it'll just be three of yeah. like three players and yeah. then Lucas. So there'll be four of us, and uh, the plan is we're gonna just play D and D. Yeah, uh, I have I have a campaign in mind. I'm not gonna we're not gonna spoil anything about the campaign yet. No, but... no, not at all. But uh, yeah, keep your ear, keep your ears peeled for uh, yeah. Thunder and Dragons. Thunder and so, Dragons. Uh, trademark uh, copyright. Uh, <laughs> uh, please sponsor us, Audible. Uh, there we go. Uh, anyway, uh, all right. Should we do it? Should we di- should we dive deep? Are we in the I end mean, game it's now? not like we've been beating around the bush for the past half hour and a bit. <laughs> Liam, we're in the end game now. Yep. All right. We're so I think I want to preference this. That yes, this is a spoiler cast. But before uh, we get into it, I think we should just give like our general like few word review. Uh, was it our general thoughts and then just then spoilers? We're just going all in. Okay. Here, here's the thing. You have to try and give your review in. Five words or less. All right. I'll give you mine. It was good. (laughs) Damn, you took mine. (laughs) It was real fun. Nice, yes. It was damn big. (laughs) It was damn big. All under five words. Uh, Look at us go. Look at us go. All right, so. Uh, We're professionals. Pay us now. Yeah. (laughs) Audible, please. So, anyway. I'm begging at this point. basically. So... Let's get into okay, okay. the end game. Dum dum. Or not spoilers. Copyright. Copyright. Yeah. Am, am, I, am I gonna put the music? Uh, I don't think I'm gonna put the music on. I'll put the first three notes, and then we'll get fucking sued by Disney twice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Liam. Uh, I want. I know you'll probably talk about it probably the most. So we'll let Liam start. All right. So I've seen it twice now. Mm-hmm. Um, myself, uh, Christian. His girlfriend and uh, John Tasker. John Tasker, friend of the show. Uh, was it all went on uh, the Friday night? 
Um, and it was like, it really felt like being a part of an event. I mean, like, I uh, it's the most busy I've ever seen Eau Claire. Like a theater downtown, uh, it's a cineplex, but it like, but it's a smaller theater and a venue, and mm-hmm. um, they usually showcase a lot more indie films. Um, so I was able to get tickets. The last, the few last good seats that they had available. <laughs> we were like right in the middle. Nice. Yeah, um, nice. And uh, the, I will say that I feel like uh, your enjoyment of this movie will very much depend on your investment and overall enjoyment of the MCU as a whole. Yes. Definitely. So I read a I read an art, uh, headline. I didn't read the fucking article, but I read I read a headline that said uh, the best worst part of Avengers Endgame is its complete um, lack of care for non fans. Mm-hmm. And this guy had uh, written this little response on Twitter that said, "Imagine buying a book that has twenty two chapters <laughs> in it and skipping to the last chapter and then getting <laughs> pissed off that people that you yeah. don't understand what's happening." Yeah. I will say that like it has everything that I love about the MCU, but also some things I hate about the MCU with it. <laughs> um, though even if a lot of the stuff I don't like about the MCU is a little more restrained this time around, mm-hmm. uh, it's like Christian and I were even talking about how it's essentially it's effectively like three movies. One is like a post-apocalyptic drama, the first movie, so Act One. Then Act Two is up a time heist. It's yeah, a time heist. heist. And then uh, the third act is essentially just an all-out war movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That, that's a good way of capturing the different uh, different acts, basically. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I felt like everybody got a proper send off. Um, but b- there is one major characterization thing that I do take issue with, and that being uh, was it this what happens with the Hulk, mm. which is that especially after what was set up in uh, Infinity War, of like him struggling to control the Hulk and whatnot, or the Hulk just not even wanting to come out or whatnot, mm-hmm. and then in this one back. Oh, it's just completely dropped. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm one with the Hulk now, five years later. I, I would have liked to have seen Banner actually get to that point mm. and, like, that progress throughout the story. But, like, and it's just something that drives me crazy with Marvel because they have a tendency throughout the films where, like, they'd set up plot stuff and then we just kind of drop it as they go. Like, in Winter yeah, Soldier. Yeah, they, they do have a tendency to do that. Like, in Winter Soldier, they, they spend some time, like, in the background setting up crossbones and then you get to Civil War, just like, oh, uh, he, he's a grenade. Yeah. Yeah, and like in how in Thor the Dark World, they're just like, oh, Loki is pretending to be Odin, he's ruling Asgard, and then Ragnarok's like, oh, he's... he's no. Like, literally, the, <laughs> thirst, the first act of Thor Ragnarok is them just cleaning the palette. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Um, I mean, like, uh, uh, if there's any other things, it's... Um, one, I think it's probably the best that uh, Cap's been in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like where they go with him in the end was probably... The most appropriate ending they could have given him. I agree. Um, and uh, also, especially like what happens with Tony at the end and whatnot. Like I knew that one of uh, either Steve or Tony were gonna die. I thought we weren't gonna spoil it yet. I think we're gonna everybody gives their own opinion. <laughs> no, we're in spoilers. We Not, spoilers. No, I thought we were gonna talk about our opinion and then spoil beep, it. Beep, bleeping sensors. Spit, boop, boop, boop. Blah, blah. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm. Yeah. So. I mean, like overall, I'm pretty happy with it. I don't, th- I don't know. I know some people are going off saying it's the best movie Marvel ever made. I personally don't think so. Yep, I disagree. Um, but it is definitely the biggest and def- and quite the achievement. Oh yeah, it, it's a hell of a hell of an achievement. Like I don't think anyone can really take that away from Marvel. Oh, hundred percent not. Yeah. No. no, I mean, uh, like I, I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've only seen it once. Um, I assume you've probably only seen it once. Yeah, as well, only right? once. Uh. Going into that theater, I was 
I, I really didn't have a lot of expectations. Mm-hmm. With Infinity War, my expectations, I, I mean, I, I might have to go back and listen to my opinions on that on our first episode. Uh, but over the past year or so, my opinion has kind of like changed a little bit because from what I can recall, going into that theater, my expectations were rather high. Mm-hmm. And I kind of came out of it a little bit underwhelmed. With this one, I didn't have any expectations because I didn't want anything to be met or not met, yeah. right? So I went in without any expectations, and uh, my lack of expectations were exceeded, like, yeah. like quite quite drastically. Um, and I felt like the, the, the very specific characters get, got exactly what they needed. Mm-hmm. Um, some people were, you know, kind of shelved or were kind of given like a backhand kind of like, yeah, 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 yeah here, here, yeah. right? Um, like, if we're already on the spoiler thought, um, like Captain Marvel, for example, she just got her own movie and stuff. And at the if you haven't seen Captain Marvel, uh, they, it's not really much of a spoiler because it's obvious that she shows up in the movie. But at the very mm-hmm. the last one of the last credit things is Captain Marvel will um, return in Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does, which she does for a bit for like fucking five minutes, yeah. and then she shows up as like a, a as like. Uh, MacGuffin. I think that's the, the right not really MacGuffin. plot device. No. no. Well, Deus Ex like Machina. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Pretty uh, that, much. That would. That's actually untrue because Deus Ex Machina would be something that is was not established and she was very obviously very established. established. Yeah, right. but regardless, like she, she just kind of. It does feel like they they use her at the beginning and then the whole movie she's not there. Yeah, she's off in space somewhere. And then which makes me think, oh, that's Captain Marvel too. Right, mm-hmm. that's my thought is Maybe. what they're gonna do, uh, or they'll pl- plug her in in a various other other roles and other movies. But she just kind of shows up at the end and just like saves the day and it proves that she's like the strongest Avenger. Well, I, she definitely contributes a lot to the battle. I wouldn't say she saves the day. Oh, right. I, she, well, I mean, to, in a way, she well, she crashed. In a way, she did. In a way, she did. But in like, some regards, it, but it wasn't like the most important thing she didn't just oh God, ride no. in and win oh, the battle no 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 like, no no no. if anybody wins that battle all right we're already spoiling it if yeah, anybody spoilers, wins that spoilers, fucking spoilers. battle it's tony stark yes um but uh yeah i, I felt like most most uh, the core avengers the core avengers the mm-hmm. ones that we've been carrying for the past 10 11 years now mm-hmm. they have been they, they they all received exactly what i feel like they needed yeah you know you know so it is unfortunate that certain people died in that yeah. movie and that a lot of them aren't kind of given the 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 due that a lot of fans wish they had but i feel like you know ronin or hawkeye like the the fuck man the way they start that movie mm-hmm. with that very haunting yeah. scene is just it, it gives me goosebumps and yeah, then, it and was, then uh, like when i saw the bow and arrow like my first thought was like, did I walk into the wrong theater? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this isn't how I expected this movie to start. Yeah, and then and then they they and how that kind of drives um, Hawkeye's character throughout mm-hmm. the film. I I, I kind of disagree with Liam on the on the Hulk thing, um, and we've we've discussed it a lot already. And and I feel like the reason why the in my opinion the Hulk was so was was well done. And I've read a number of, of fan theories and stuff. Um, the reason why and Liam Liam has mentioned before that he wished he had seen a Hulk out. Right, had a Hulk out moment, but the reason why we didn't get a Hulk out moment was because Bruce Banner was at the wheel, and mm-hmm. Bruce Banner doesn't know how to fight. Yeah, I he's just, got no fucking clue. Again, I just wish that they showed him reaching the point where he can make the best of both worlds out of right. like his intelligence and. Uh, but was it, and, that's not uh, where the Hulk, Hulk is anymore. 
yeah, but I mean, like, again, they set up all this stuff in Endgame, or was it, or in Infinity War, and they just don't deal with it. They just True, kind of... I, I mean, and we have talked to a number of other people that have seen the film, and, you know, the Hulk kind of... It would have been nice to have seen him go through this transformation and actually see him go, like, struggle with the Bruce and the Hulk and that sort of thing. But, and, and you're right, it is a little unfair to the audience that it's just, he just shows up in a fucking diner... And then it's just like, oh yeah, I spent a lot of time in a gamma lab. And has one joke that goes on too long. Yeah, the picture thing, yeah. But then, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not a big fan of Thor. I've made that very clear on a number of our episodes. I think, mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen Dark World, and I haven't seen Ragnarok, because I had such a sour taste in my mouth from Thor. But, man, fat drunk Thor. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I thought he was very, very funny. But yeah, in, in terms of like the characterization and stuff and and, and, and whatnot, definitely um, you you definitely felt an impact in mm-hmm. this movie versus like Infinity War and the ones prior to it. I will yeah. also compare uh, him to because uh, some people have talked about how he's too goofy here and whatnot and like how Thor's kind of just been regarded to a joke. A lot of that for me comes from a fact that I think you could have even from the beginning chose a better actor for Thor than Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, I think there were at least like five better actors who you could have mm. found. I kind of disagree. It, I think um, Thor in is, retrospect, think, yeah. In uh, retrospect, I, I think that Chris Hemsworth plays Thor perfectly. I have no experience with, of Thor from like comics or cartoons or anything. This is yeah. the only version of Thor I know. But I think that Chris Hemsworth is perfect as Thor. I think Thor should have been a, a comedy from like the beginning. Honestly, and I think they should have just really rocked the honest to god like epic fantasy heavy metal aspects of Thor. I agree. I like I, to me that's Ragnarok wasn't like wasn't quite that, but it was more in the right direction. My favorite parts of the original Thor were when they went to like the ice planet and fought like the the ice trolls or whatever. Mm-hmm. And is that like, dark? That's Dark World. No, that's, no, in, that's in the first one. Is it? Oh, it's like in the, it's like in the first act. Yeah, then he go, goes to Earth, and I'm like, oh, this is... yeah. They go to like Jotunheim and yeah, Jotunheim, they fight Laufey and. Um, but mm-hmm. what I will say about Thor in this movie is that at least he has a reason to be a mess and like a little bit more out of character. Oh yeah, he's, in... he's complete fucking. Every he lost literally everybody. Yeah, because I mean, like the problem I the biggest problem I have with Thor Ragnarok is that it just starts and Thor's completely out of character. To a... see, I I I I understand where you're coming from, but Thor Ragnarok was essentially a reboot for Thor, so that was obviously intentional, and I think it worked. Personally. But I mean, there's also a fact that like all of these terrible things are happening to him, and Thor just. Seems like he'd be completely content. Just he feels like he's at home, just drinking beer. I don't know if he's content, man. No, he, he, I mean Thor. Thor has been broken, like literally broken since Endgame, or not since Endgame, since Ragnarok. I just felt like throughout Ray, the course of Ragnarok, he didn't take anything seriously as a character, and then I uh, was it. Then once you get to Infinity War, it's like this is how he should have been. This is I uh, was it. I still stand by, but I think Infinity War is the best Thor's ever been because he, honest to God, feels like Thor. Right. Like, he still has funny moments, but the funny moments actually make sense, um, as opposed to just being, like, meme-baity. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't see Ragnarok that way. I think, I, I think you're kind of mistaking the tone of the movie for Thor's attitude, honestly, in, like, in the way you're talking about it. Just because, like, Thor is, is taking all of it seriously. He's making jokes along the way because people make jokes in tense situations. That's just what people do. Ga- gallows humor, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think... And Thor is obviously very old, but like he is very limited in his cultural experience, and it's fish out of water, blah blah. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. But point is, I like Ragnarok. You're wrong. Sorry, sorry. Back to I want to yeah, hear back Lucas, to I want to hear Lucas talk about Endgame. Uh, I think that Endgame was um, 
100% payoff, and for the most part, good payoff. I think that it is also like 90% fan service as well, but not like pandering fan service. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I, I saw a tweet uh, a couple days ago. Someone said, Avengers Endgame, a film that has no new ideas. I'm like, bitch, it's all payoff. Yeah. Obviously, it has no new ideas. It's working off of what the 22 movies before it came from. Like, even to a point where it was great to see, like, some characters again. Mm-hmm. Like, it was really cool to see, like, uh, Crossbones or uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Robert yeah, totally. Redford. I like I like the little the little uh, scene in the elevator. Like, I, I, love, I love all the callbacks to the old movies. I, I know, yes. Like, yes, they, I they made They made, like, I didn't care about Thor to the Dark World at all. Like, zero percent. And then they made me care about it, like, ten percent. <laughs> I had, like I've said before I got no yeah, you don't point of it. reference but but I uh I th- there were a couple things that I wasn't I wasn't super uh happy with how they handled Black Widow her end basically really? in terms of how she was, died yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not, in, in what way like I just she dies and they're sad for a bit and then just never talk about her again she uh, doesn't get a funeral they just that's right. She she, she does not get a funeral, and that that is kind of a backhand kind of moment. Yeah, and like I, I it totally makes sense with her story. I like because in Avengers, she's I want to wipe the ledger clean. I don't want red in my ledger. I got to make it up to like the world basically, and she does it. And it just feels a little cheap that the only female Avenger of the like the original six just sacrifices herself and dies halfway through the movie. Right. Which. Uh, I, it may, like I'm kind of mixed on it because it's it seems like a little cheap, but also it kind of makes sense. Uh, yeah, and also uh, I had three predictions for the movie before before I went. I and they all came through. They all came true. What were your predictions? <laughs> uh, my my predictions were, Iron Man dies, Cap goes back into his own time, and Thor goes off on space adventures. Hmm. Really? You uh, called all of those? I called all three. I didn't. I didn't call Cap. Mm. I didn't call Cap. Thor Once I heard, was kind of obvious. Yeah, but. To me, the only appropriate endings for Cap were uh, dying in the face of insurmountable odds or going back in time and spend, spending the rest of his time with Peggy. Right, right. Those are the only two uh, endings I thought would be appropriate for Cap, and I was pretty sure Tony was going to be the one who died. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. once they announced that time travel would be involved, I'm like, oh, well, there you go. Right, right. Did I didn't realize they announced time travel was going to be They didn't really announce well, it. It, it was, just came down to logical deduction. It, it was uh, pretty I feel, obvious. I feel like they announced it. I, I don't feel like I deduced that on my own. I, I can't I can't but, remember if they did, but I mean, I kind of was like, there, there's no way in well, hell that they're, they're not going to be able to do it. I think it was because in Ant-Man and the Wasp in the post-credit scene, he's like, oh, watch out for the time, Vortexes. Right, I'm right. like, oh, cool, so that's how they're going to undo the snap. Yeah, I yeah, also totally. saw set photos of them like in the of first Avengers movie costumes ah. and... Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say on the subject of Black Widow, but I feel like narrative-wise, and like for the sake of a character, it did make the most sense. It's just unfortunate that, uh, that, the, only, that the only female Avenger is the character with that kind of arc. Yeah. Um, but again, I think it works within the narrative. Also, like, the way it's, like, her last moments and whatnot, and the way that scene was handled, I was very happy with. Yeah, uh, the scene works really well, because, like, they genuinely had me, like, wondering, like, oh, shit, who's it going to be? Like, it's going to be one of them. Yeah, but that wrestle on top of the mountain. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and, like, uh, it shows, like, her connections with Hawkeye and, like, how they are genuine friends and, like, yeah. and like that they clearly have been through a lot. I also cared a lot about, I did, for the most part, care about what was going on with Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Also, like, even, like, seeing him do just other cool things, like, when he first shows up and he's, like, and he's, like, going full ninja and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's pretty um, cool. Or, like, even when he's in, like, the tunnels, like, towards the end and, like, there's all those, like, all of Thanos' like weird generic alien monster things going around. 
I got a lot of Aliens vibes while watching that. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that was, like, the inspiration yeah. Yeah, for it. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and there's a lot of, like, adrenaline-inducing moments in this movie. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah there, totally. There's several. One one big moment. Especially towards uh, the end. Yes, yes. yes. Not, not necessarily in the beginning. The begin, uh, Yeah, this movie's kind of a slow burn. Definitely. A slow yeah. burn to a big, big climax. Not until the... Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was a snap for you. That was not my booty clap. Yeah. That was a snap. <laughs> I, uh, uh, watching it again, Bert, I, I did know start to re- notice the length a little more, like particularly mm-hmm. uh the sec. You're, you're talking about yeah. your second. Yeah, my viewing. second yeah. viewing. Yeah. Um, there were certain scenes that I felt like I'm like you could have trimmed it a bit. Oh yeah. Like uh, particularly Fat Thor's introduction. There were points there where I I'm like yeah I'm gonna go to the washroom. Okay. Yeah. Although. Korg made me want to watch Ragnarok. Korg's awesome. Korg like, is he was funny. fucking right. funny. Taika Waititi is a funny guy. Oh, yeah, he is. Korg uh, is very funny it, in Ragnarok. It does piss me off how we're playing Fortnite. Uh, just because I'm like, it's it. five years later. I'm like, although, Fortnite is not going to be that relevant. Not necessarily. Although, the Hulk dab bit, that was... I was like, you Did know, as... Know yeah, he, go, he he literally says Hulk dab. And oh, right, dabs. right, when he was talking to the kids. Yeah, to that, the children, and I was like, that's fucking stupid, but yeah. I'll take it. It's know, that's funny. just it's one fine. of those things that I talk about the MCU, but I hate, which is just like just a blatant like pandering tool. I No, 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 you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> they don't do that. They don't do that very often. This is like the first movie that's ever really happened. Yeah, yet. and this this movie is the... the it's the payoff for the last twenty-two movies, so of course it's gonna be fan servicey and a little yeah. bit pandery. But yeah, it's that's just the like point obvious, movie, like just very obvious pop culture references that are gonna be dated fa- uh, before you could even say it. That's Endgame. fair. Yeah, yeah for, the Fortnite reference is gonna be dated, but it works now. Is like the point. if they, were, I mean, like I would have preferred a lot more if like were something that has stood the past of time, like Halo or uh, nobody fucking plays Halo online. Uh, I know. No. Well, no. the thing, well, the thing is, I think it was supposed to be. I think. It, the Fortnite worked because Fortnite is a very juvenile game, and that was in the that's the state of mind Thor was in. Yeah, and I, it was also a thing that like everyone would be like, "Oh, Thor's playing Fortnite," and all the kids are gonna be like, "Oh, Thor, we're Thor." I'm and they Thor. start they start flossing. Yeah, yeah. Um. Exactly. Anyways, so um, I, I think a great way for us to kind of like wrap up this is um, how one how do we feel like the MCU is gonna go from here? Mm-hmm. So so, how how do you feel, Lucas? How how do you feel like the MCO is gonna go from here? My first instinct is downhill. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Uh, but that's obviously the easiest. Well, uh, when, once you once you reach the top of Mount Everest, the only way only way yeah. to go is down. Right? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, yes, I know, but I'm also kind of hopeful because like there's a lot of a lot of interesting like IPs within Marvel, mm-hmm. and I think they could do a lot of interesting things. I, I kind of hope they go back to like a small scale thing for a bit. Like like Spider-Man Homecoming was very small scale. I want like things more like that. Have you seen the trailer for Far From Home? Yeah. 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 So Far From Home, like if you if you guys have not seen the trailer yet, uh it's the the newest trailer starts with Tom Holland basically saying, mm-hmm. If you haven't seen Endgame yet, like go see it and then watch this trailer and then they yeah. immediately spoil Endgame. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> uh but yeah. uh, And they also release T V spots. Uh with like all the spoilers in them, not not like Tony's death, but like right. they show Cap holding Mjolnir, and they hold, they show like all the like Black Panther coming through the portal, uh, yeah. and they you just see everything come back and Pepper in the rescue the armor. Yep, 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 yep. yep. Uh, anyway, so, so moving forward mm-hmm. in the MCU, so you're you're saying it's going to go downhill, but you hope that they hit kind of like a more of a yeah. I like, think I think they I think the direction they should go is kind of do some more experimental things. 
like like some uh, like they're already doing some lesser known IPs or at least lesser known by me like uh, the uh, Eternals I think it's yes. called. Yeah, it's yep. um, I know uh, Neil Gaiman was writing for V Eternals for a while. Isn't that okay. BMB too by from Brian Michael Bendis? Uh, I thought he wrote Eternals for a while. I think he's done something. I don't know much about V Eternals. Huh. Um, there's mm. stuff I am excited for just because of a Fox bio like. I want an honest to god Fantastic Four. I want an honest to god Doctor mm-hmm. Doom. <laughs> well, well, for for all we know, judging by the Far From Home trailer, we very well could get because because uh, Peter says to Mysterio uh, something. They basically confirm in the trailer they confirm mm-hmm. that there's a multiverse. Yeah. So we very well could assuming get the, assuming that Mysterio is telling the truth. Ass- exactly. Assuming he because he's kind of a charlatan in yeah. the comics, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So assuming he's telling the truth, we might get the X Men. We might get. Yeah, uh, the Fantastic Four, uh, yeah. et cetera, before, et cetera. Before we move on, I just wanted to mention, uh, I want to ask you guys like what your favorite moments of the movie are. That's funny. That was my next, <laughs> that was my next movement. Nice. We're on the Perfect. same fucking page. Right on. Um, but I, before we move on to that, yeah. like, like where we... Roll back think, a little bit. Roll back. So where do you think MCU's going? Where, um, I don't know if I'm going to want to pay attention as much as I have for the past 10 years. Yeah, I agree. You know, like I I I think from here moving like as a as a fan moving forward, I feel like you're going to really have to grab me. Mm-hmm. Like to, to pull me in to, to really want me to to watch these movies, right? Like I mean, Spider-Man, I'm going to see every fucking Spider-Man movie, mm-hmm. right? I, I I could fucking care less if it was, you know, uh if it was, you know, fucking mickey rourke as spider-man i'd watch that <laughs> uh but like Sp- spider as as bad as i think far from home far from home looks because I, I don't think it looks very good right now um it very well could blow me away there mm-hmm. could be a lot of moments in that that i'm not prepared for that like like in in um homecoming that i was not prepared for mm-hmm. uh and there's a lot of st- stuff that i think that the mcu could do that could bring me in but i'm Moving forward, I'm going to be very careful with the movies that I see. Yeah. And I also don't think they're going to be as interconnected as they were in the past 10 years. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to move more towards having people have their own standalone films and not let and not have them be so driven towards a Infinity War Endgame kind mm-hmm. of thing as it is right now. Yeah, because they haven't they haven't announced another Avengers movie yet. No, no, and I, I highly doubt they uh, will for at least five years. Mm-hmm. I, I and that's my you know thought process is I don't I don't think there will be an, another Avengers film for a while they'll set it up because because Iron Man one before Avengers how many years was that um, uh, four two thousand eight to two thousand twelve so four, yeah, years, four years right so so very well could be the same sort of process right mm-hmm. right where they, they they take their time to to get to that point but uh, yeah I. Personally speaking, I think there's going to be they're you're going to have to try real hard to get me back into it yeah, the way that I have been. The Marvel movies are definitely not going to make nearly as much money as they have been. No, they're no. still probably going to do fine. Well, right now they're at <laughs> two point five billion yeah, dollars. They're, they're uh, they passed Titanic finally. Titanic yeah, yeah. has been the second highest grossing movie. Do you think they're going to pass Avatar? Probably. I think so too. Um, there's uh, I agree that I want more just general self-contained stories. Because one thing that has really bugged me with the MCU as like as they progressed is just certain characters showing up in uh, other movies where I'm just like you have you don't really have any place here you're just here to tie us into other things like like what per as outside being funny in Civil War what purpose did Ant Man really serve outside of just comic relief? Yeah, he's gonna shut up. He's just there. Um, but it was much needed comic relief in my opinion. Um, it's a pretty serious movie. Yeah, I know it was just like you already kind of had Spider Man for that and yeah, that's fair. Um, and like uh, I don't know, just like. 
Um, there was another example I was thinking of where like okay, well, where do, um, where anyway. do you see where do you see the MCU? Um, I know that a lot of uh, outside of discussion with fans and whatnot, I know a lot of people really want like the new big bad to be Doctor Doom, mm-hmm. and I would be cool with that. I am kind of at a point where after, given that uh, uh, Far From Home is is officially announced as the end of Phase Three, I think after that, for the most part, like. I'm done going, just going on opening weekends and like really pursuing going to see Marvel movies just because I'm like, this was a satis- Endgame was a satisfactory conclusion. I feel like Far From Home could be the, just be the aftermath and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And watching uh, Avengers Endgame was kind of like watching a part of my teens and young adulthood kind of just die and end because I'd been following this stuff for like the past 10 years and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And now everything came to a close and I'm like, you know what? I'm content. I don't need, really need anything else. Yeah. Um, Especially given that, like, uh, even just to in re- within recent memory, uh, and Dis- with Disney, like, buying up all of these properties, um, which is that, like, I'm just more interested in reading some of the other source material that they've taken uh, inspiration from. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of depresses me that, uh, was it that uh, with Disney, uh, was it, like, with Disney buying Fox and whatnot, the shame in that is that Fox was kind of putting out the more ambitious and different superhero movies. And now I'm scared that we're just going to be more like a- general annual Marvel releases. Like Disney's not going to put out like a Logan. Disney's not going to put out a. Uh, oh, was it like? Uh, I mean, they we're talking about how we're going to be putting out a Deadpool three, but I mm-hmm. know something's going to feel different. Yeah, no, Maybe. totally. Um, I, do you guys feel like we'll get another ten years of Marvel? Uh, it depends on if they keep making money. Right, but I think I think the height of Marvel has passed. With Endgame, I, I think so too. I, I I think Endgame is kind of like the, the we're now in the epilogue. You mm-hmm. know, like like we're we're at the point where I feel like for the next five to six years we're just kind of gonna be ooh, that was really gross. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be kind of paying for Endgame. You mm-hmm. know, in a way where it's like, you know, we we we've spent so much time invested in this universe that. Like Liam, we've all said that it's going to take a lot to get us back to the theater for a lot of these mm-hmm. films, and so and I, I feel like we represent quite a lot of you know uh, fans of the Marvel universe that oh, are boy. that are probably feeling a very similar way. You know, straight white dudes. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just fucking around. But um, yeah, we like it's going to take a, it's going to take a lot. Um, but yeah. Um, there are sorry well, I was gonna say I was gonna jump right into favorite moments but go oh, for it there are a number of things that I will just regardless go out of my way to see like if they just announced that they're doing a Fantastic Four movie I will go just out of hope that we finally get a good Fantastic Four <laughs> film yeah, yeah wouldn't that be something um, like cause again I want an honest to god Fantastic Four they're Marvel's first family they deserve their proper due and mm-hmm. Doctor Doom is like arguably the most iconic and big and one of the biggest bads of uh, was it of the Marvel Universe? In the comics, like, mm-hmm. I think, like, within movie and mainstream pop culture, he's kind of been overshadowed by Thanos. Yeah. Um, but again, also, Doctor Doom hasn't really had a proper good do on film. So stuff like that, I will go out of my way to see. Or if I do a Hawkeye movie, I'd see it in a heartbeat. Oh, they're doing, well, they're doing the Hawkeye series. Yeah, yeah. I know that is. But even then, it's unclear as to what's going to be. There are some rumors that it's going to be about him, like, training uh, Kate Bishop to be the new Hawkeye. Because mm. in the comics, uh, Clint Barton drops the mantle, and uh, um, and Hawkeye is now, like, a teenage girl named, uh, again, Kate Bishop. But there's also talk about him just following his years as Ronan, mm. which, I mean, I really want to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see that, too. Okay, let's wrap up. We I'm going to give us uh, five minutes, okay? Five minutes, favorite moments. All right. Go. All right, cat lifting Mueller. 
Yes. Fuck. <laughs> yes. 100%. It's it's the first time since Force Awakens that people uh it, when not during the scene that people like stood up and cheered audibly in the for made me. a noise. Yeah. yeah, when we when we saw it, it was the same fucking thing. Yeah. As soon as he caught it, everyone was like, "No." Yeah, and then and then great. Thor's just like, "I knew it." Yeah, like the, there's the shot like Thanos is just, like just about to kill Thor and then there's just a shot of Mjolnir and lifts up. And people go, oh, oh, oh. And yeah. then, then the hammer hits him, Thanos on the back, comes back, flies, Cap catches it. Audience erupts. And then the way that Cap uses it, too, where he yeah. throws the shield up, bounces yeah. it off the shield and stuff. It's so good. Oh, it was but fucking so cool. That's an honest to God. Uh, I was, that's just an honest to God. Like, the way I would see Cap fighting with um, Yolmir. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think that will be an iconic film moment. Like I think so, too. Like, the, like t- 10, 15 years from now. That, that goes back and makes um, Ultron better. Yeah. Because yeah, it goes 100%. back and, like, we now know Cap, he could have lifted it if he wanted. He just didn't want to embarrass Thor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes Cap Also, I feel like he also didn't want to be, like, the the king of Odin, like of, oh yeah, the, of, the king of Asgard. Asgard. He's like, I don't want to, I don't want to have that pressure. Yeah, so like either that or like he also could have been seen as that he just like wasn't ready, mm. or like uh, he wasn't fully at that point yet of being worthy. Yeah, even 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 though Joss, Joss Whedon said uh, it's like why why couldn't Cap lift Mjolnir, and then uh, Joss Whedon's like, did he did he not lift it or did he just stop? Right, right. <laughs> he did lift. Um, we'll we'll go we'll go in circles until until we run out. All right. Uh, I am Iron Man. Yes. Holy uh, fuck. That line should not have worked. It shouldn't have. But I was I was sitting there like uh, my girlfriend's right beside me, and he he I'm goes over. I am, and then I just went I, under my breath. I was like Iron Man, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he goes Iron Man, and I was like Yep, yeah, and I I, fuck I, I yeah. fucking clapped as hard as I could, yeah. and then and then everyone in the theater was like Fuck yeah, and he, when he snaps and shit, I was like mm-hmm. That's yep. Take it, it take my so yeah. Good. This was this was worth all the money. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember looking like because what was so fun about that movie about watching it is that there would be points where I'd look over briefly and see people's reactions, and I remember Christian's. He had like the like I that entire eyes, last sequence that entire yeah. like end battle. Christian's eyes essentially became the size of ping pong balls. <laughs> and, his, and, his, and his mouth was opened about as wide as a watermelon. I think I think I was I probably looked the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, um, they've got my, one of my favorite moments is a little more of a sentimental one, and that was uh, Cap finally getting his dance with Peggy. Oh mm-hmm. God, damn it! Yeah, um, and and we have talked about this too. What what's also like, yeah, the fact that Cap gets to finally dance with Peggy. Yeah. But on top of that, the fa- if you look real close when they're zooming in on the house, the doors open, mm-hmm. which in in my mind is like a a really beautiful moment because it shows that Cap can trust the world. At that point, I never thought about. It he like doesn't that. close his door. He doesn't Aww. lock his door. His doors, his windows open. His doors mm-hmm. open. He's just, he's just letting himself live that life. You yeah. know. Yeah. It was also at Tony's funeral. There were a lot of faces, but I was just kind of happy to see. Like it was cool to see the Iron Man three kid in the background. Yeah, yeah he's all taller. Yeah. <laughs> he also, he also his haircut's so. completely different. Yeah. Uh, like even characters who I on second viewing I noticed were there. Like uh, I didn't notice the first time that Thunderbolt Ross was there. Mm-hmm. Um, or, uh, uh, Maria Hill, um, and, uh, Robert Redford. Yeah. Uh, what? No, Redford's, Redford wasn't there. Redford's dead. No, no, who, <laughs> what? Who am I thinking of? When, uh, when they're in the lobby of Stark Tower. Oh, oh yeah. No, I, I was talking about it mainly at a funeral, but at the lobby, like after that. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Redford and, uh, Frank Grillo was back as crossbones. Yeah. 
Yeah. But also just little references that, like, even outside of being towards the movies are just comic book things, like... Cap saying Hail, Hail Hydra is kind yeah. of a nod oh, to, a, that was so good. to yeah. a controversial yeah. story a few years ago <laughs> in the comics. Yeah, um, I heard about that. Um, there's also like a, a Happy Hogan talking to Stark's daughter about... Uh, nope, his... nope. That's my moment, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because that was the one moment I actually cried. Mm-hmm. When, when he says like, you hungry? And she's like, yeah. And then he's just like, what are you hungry for? And she's like, cheeseburgers. And he's like, I'll get you all the cheeseburgers you want. And Dad I was like, love cheeseburgers. I was like, oh, fuck off. Like, yeah. I'm crying over cheeseburgers um, right now. And which he, is, a, is a great moment because it chimes back to Iron Man 1. Yeah, he when, didn't, when he's, when he's, which Liam yeah, has informed me. Yeah, he didn't pick up on this, but I pointed out to him that, like, it's a callback to the very first Iron Man where after he gets out of a cave and he gets back to America and he's like, yeah, there are two things that are going to happen. It's like, no, you're going to the hospital and getting checked out. He's like, nope, first, I want an all-American cheeseburger <laughs> and a press conference. Yeah. Oh, all right, Lucas, man. go. Give me another Avengers one. Assemble. Oh, yes, yes. I finally said it. Well, <laughs> yes, and when the when the, the tunnels are opening yeah. and stuff. Okay. Um, uh, again, I, I already did my hamburger thing. Like this, so. Everybody being there, like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the only thing person who I thought might have been fun to see in that battle was... Um, I was, it would have been like Nick Fury and maybe some S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Mm. <laughs> it's uh, so weird. Yeah. I got a I, gun. <laughs> well, I mean, Black Bucky only had a gun. True. Yeah. And I mean, Hawkeye had a bow and arrow. Yeah. I love Episode. how Bucky's is like, yeah, I'm, I'm a super soldier. I got this giant, this cool metal arm. I shoot people. <laughs> I loved uh, Wong's, uh, Wong's line where it's like, yeah. you got everyone. It's like, did you want me to bring more? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Wong still continues to be my favorite uh, side character. I love Marvel. Wong. Wong's yeah. great. Okay, real quick. Uh, this is the, and I hate this is how we're going to end on a, on a bad point. Least favorite Least moment. Least favorite moment. Because I know mine. First. I know mine, and I know, like, if there is any fans of ours that are um, going to be offended, they, they're probably going to be offended right now. But the girl power moment really felt so fucking weird. And just kind of forced. I, I agree. Forced, super forced. Because, like, none of them knew each other. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like, oh, we, we, like, oh, because we all have, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna team up together and yeah. then just like of course they're helping the little teenage boy right yeah. in, the, in the the skin tight suit it's fucking weird yeah. I, I felt like it was so and, and I leaned into to my girlfriend and I was like you know what this feels like this feels like um, a certain actress or actor here uh, was like I'm not doing this movie <laughs> if we don't have this moment you mm. know and so it just it felt so forced. And mm. I, I know it's only it's only like forty five seconds to a minute or whatever, but they've done it already. They they did it in Infinity War. So mm. like like why keep bringing it back? Like I mean, uh, I I think the intention was good, but I they agree. hadn't they didn't earn that. I no, don't think exactly. Like like yeah, the intention totally like fine. Yeah, and I I don't have a problem with that sort of thing. You know. Yeah, I don't I, have a problem I, I with more of like Gamora and Nebula fighting side by side. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I fucking loved Nebula in this movie. Also, ne- really? Yes, yeah. Nebula was so cool in this movie. Yeah, no, I like uh, Karen Gillan. I Karen Gillan in the role of Nebula has grown on me a little more because mm-hmm. I really didn't like her in the first Guardians. In the in the first one, to me, she was just kind. Kind of there. Second one, I, I genuinely think she was one of the more interesting characters in the second one, and then she just blew me away in this. A one. lot of it was just performance stuff. The first few times where I just felt like she was kind of overselling her performance. In a the first bit. one, I'd agree with you. Yes. Yeah. The second one, not as much. It was more so just some jokes that I was like, 
Mm-hmm. Okay, you could have cut this. Yeah, but like, there, there, there's there's a specific moment in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 that like that hits me every time with which, Nebula. Which part? When, when she says, you're the one who wanted the win and I just wanted the sister. Ah, god oh, damn it. Oh, man, it fucking hits me every time. Okay, um, Liam, least, one of the least favorite parts. Okay, this isn't this is just a general overall thing that I was talking with you about the other day, which is I still don't like Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. I think a lot of it is that she... I said in that episode where we talked about Captain Marvel that... I was bad. I just had too much trouble buying Brie Larson as a soldier. It's not really bad. It's more so that she doesn't come off as somebody who's actually tough as nails. She comes off as somebody trying to act tough as nails. I kind of agree with you. Yeah. She, Have almost, you seen Captain Marvel yet? No. no. Even the way Maybe. she does, like, cause, and I've seen things like that work with like the kind of a, the, I was a softer vo- or like the more high pitched voice and like, mm-hmm. uh, like someone like Buffy. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's able to sell something like that. Yeah. Um, But I don't think Brie Larson is. Like, yeah, uh, she's she's not quite. Yeah, I I agree with you. It doesn't quite. She feels a little off in that role. Like she she's given it her all. Like she's acting fine. It's just she's not quite selling it for me. Right. You know, I just like for Captain Marvel one. You I think you needed someone who was a little bit older. And also, how is she not aging? Like, given because she's a she fucking god. <laughs> oh, and also the other thing with how powerful she is still bothers me. Like, I know a bunch of my friends who have gone off saying Captain Marvel's so sweet, Captain Marvel's so sweet, but there are also some of these people who go off, had to say for lack of a better term, oh, Superman's gay, Superman's overpowered, Superman sucks. I'm like, if you go off and have no problem with <laughs> Captain Marvel being as powerful as she is and complain about Superman, I will fight you. That's <laughs> bullshit, man. Um, but, like, you know, Captain Marvel, like, again, you needed someone a little older, a little more hardcore. Like, uh, you need, like, again, a Katie Sackoff or a Charlize Theron type. Mm-hmm. Um, just again, Br- and also just like Brie Larson at times, like this is just a personal thing. Like I agree with a lot of her statements on like inequality and whatnot in Hollywood and like how there is a problem, but with her it just gets to a point where I'm like, shut up, like stop <laughs> whining. Like if you have that much of a problem with it, actually do something instead of just bitching about it all the time. And mm-hmm. she's got a big lollipop head. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Lucas, do you have, do you have, uh, yeah, one? I'd say, uh, the cheap fat jokes at Thor's expense. Yeah, like, like, so, like I, I, to me, the initial comedy of Thor being fat was because it's Thor fat. Right. Like that's where the initial comedy came yeah, from. Yeah, I, like, I agree. Cheap jokes. Like, what do you think is running through my veins? Cheese whiz. Like, I don't know, some of those jokes felt kind of mean-spirited to me towards people who are overweight. Right, right. And, I do, like, overall, I do like Thor's arc and, like, the fact that he doesn't just magically become buff again. I agree, he's, I agree. He's fat and he owns it and he still fights and everything. I like that. Just some of the jokes felt very mean-spirited to me. That's fair. That's fair. Also, I did think that his last scene with Quill, uh, when we're about to take off, did. That's another scene that I thought kind of dragged. Mm, um, just went on a little too long. Yeah, and yeah. Also, like I will say that a little bit pro- like this podcast, <laughs> or like all of a comedy that didn't work. Pretty much everything with Paul Rudd as Ant Man works. Mm-hmm. Well, because he's Paul, fucking no. Paul Rudd. Paul Who sandwiches that? I mean, like, yeah. He's honest to God, very endearing, and he's he not is. like he. I could have seen him easily becoming very patronizing, but yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think some of the comedy that doesn't work, uh, like I think you guys, the the picture scene with Hulk. We yeah. mentioned that earlier. Goes on too long. I just think that's just because Mark Ruffalo is he's a funny guy. But he's not that funny. <laughs> right, right, no, totally. Um, uh, although, although there is, I, I've been dying to say it, that one of my favorite Hulk moments is when it's just like, I don't know, go throw some stuff. And he just like picks up the motorcycle and throws yeah. it. 
<laughs> he sees his old like, Hulk book uh, shelf. He's like, er, oh no. And then he just like punches the car. And yeah. He's like, uh, uh. <laughs> this is gratuitous. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also just other general things I liked, which is that I didn't. I liked how Thanos wasn't in the movie a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, especially given that the more and more as the more and more time has passed since Infinity War, I'm like, Thanos. You are bullshit. <laughs> oh yeah, I agree. Like that's my my opinion on Infinity War has soured quite a bit over the past year, just because of Thanos. I don't think Thanos is written very well. No, and as a I don't think he's a truly outstanding villain. I think no. he's portrayed really well. Josh Brolin fucking kills it. Amber's also the fact that it does bring up a current issue in our culture that I'm not going to get into. But like, I <laughs> uh, was it with like overpopulation. Purple people have. Where I'm like, where I'm like, no, Thanos, you were encouraging an idea that a lot of people, honest to God, believe in yeah. that is actually wrong. Yeah. But no, it's a hundred percent wrong, and I yep. could, I will break it down for you. I'm break not it down for that. Tha- <laughs> <laughs> Liam's gone. Oh no. <laughs> uh. Anyway. All right. Uh, I. I mean, let's closing remarks. Um. Aside from all the stuff that we've kind of like the nitpicking and that sort of thing, I still did really enjoy I did the Endgame. I, did I feel like I don't know if I'm going to watch it a ton mm-hmm. as compared to like the other ones. I might watch it like maybe two or three more times and then yeah. maybe call it uh, call it a day. Um, I'll watch Ultron until I'm blue in the face because I fucking <laughs> love that film. But like Endgame and Infinity War, they're very like special in their own right. Yeah. Right? They're epics and I feel like if you were to watch it as one fluid film, you wouldn't have to watch it again for another like three years, three or four years. Right? Yeah, I'd agree. Um, so I do really enjoy these films. I think that the Russo brothers did a ma- magical job mm-hmm. of taking something that was originally just like really campy and fun, like with your first Avengers film, and then turning it into this. Right, like the journey that we've gone on with the Avengers and the MCU is a beautiful circle that I feel like you know uh, the only the only other perfect circle that we have in the world is the ones that that Doctor Strange makes. You know, <laughs> uh, I was also gonna say that like this one, this actually, honest to God, felt like the Russos had really stepped up their game on a directing level. Because mm-hmm. like uh, the biggest criticism I've always had for Russo brothers, I think it works in something like uh, I was at Winter Soldier. Because of like the style of that movie, it was. I feel like the Russos never really had their own distinct style or flair. Yeah, and it was just very like generically shot. But like when you get to the end here, and like for actually going all out and doing like the crazy comic book stuff. Cause yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for like, like I always praise Joss Whedon for being able to do this. But like the big splash pages and being able to shoot superheroes with like po- like yeah, the like, like the shots and... that look like comic book t- like like a uh, title. Yeah, covered. Yeah, the whole uh, last yeah, act of this movie. Yeah, yeah like basically. the like the poses and the splash pages mm-hmm. and like like that was something I felt was desperately missing at points in like uh, say Civil War or I agree. even uh, uh, what is it? Even Infinity War to some extent. Yeah, no, and I felt I was really happy to see that they actually went full throttle with that this time. Yeah, yeah, I was happy to see that it's a very character driven movie. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not a plot-driven movie. It's not like uh, we have to do this. We have to get the thing and do that. Like that, obviously those elements are there. That's just the structure of the thing. Yeah. But the driving force is the characters. Like this movie gave a moment to to, to Tony to just be with his dad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And for Tony to be a dad yeah. too. Right? Yeah. You know. In yeah. fact, uh, his uh, I was at his scene with his dad did kind of give me the feels in some spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good film. 
Yeah. Good I think movie. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll never talk about Marvel ever again. <laughs> uh, thanks everybody for listening. I appreciate your patience and in, in our pr- uh, production schedule and whatnot. Uh, things are going the way that we're going. I feel like I fucking lied to our audience in our last episode, <laughs> but uh, it is what it is. Uh, this has been the Thundercast for this week. My name is Christian. My name is Lucas. And I'm Liam. Good to see you. Love you. Listen to it or did you read it? I listened to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On Audible. Sponsor us, Audible. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Audible, <laughs> Casper, uh, Dollar Shave Club. Yeah, uh, yeah. Blue uh, Apron. Blue Apron. <laughs> I'm also kind of